Genesis is spectrum set. This is part two of uh, last Sunday's message beyond Revelation. And for those who haven't gone back and studied that, uh, I have a CD on that. You can get one or you can go to the internet listen to it. <coughs> Genesis, the second chapter, verse 1. Are we there? Amen. The Bible reads that as thus the heavens with an end, and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. And we glorify your holy name, Father, because there is none like you. And we give thanks to you this morning, Father, for the assembly, for the family. Father, we just ask that you would continue to bless them, that you would just continue to protect and guide them. Father, give them help. Give them help while they prosper and their soul will prosper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, here <coughs> is some deep study in God's Word and <clears throat> probably have to take my time. You know how it is on these deep messages, you know, you have to sort of take your time on them because as heaven speaks to you, you want to make sure that you got it all in coordination because you'll be speaking quick sometimes and <clears throat> You want to think about it and make sure as an earthly human being that you're putting it in perspective. It says here, first of all, that he made more than one heaven. According to this book here, it's got an S on Heaven. Everybody see heaven? Heaven represents the spirit realm, okay? The place above. But notice that he made the heavens with an S, but he made the earth without an S, right? Okay. He said they were finished and all the host of them. Meaning that everything that's involved in it to keep it going and to facilitate it, it was done, finished. Let's go to Hebrews 1, verse 1 and verse 2. The book of Hebrews 1, verse 1 and verse 2. The book of Hebrews, verse 1 and verse 2. God bless y'all. Amen. We started out in Genesis. We're now in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. The word of the Lord says here in the book of Hebrews, the first chapter, 
verse 1 and verse 2, that God, who at sundry times, that means at various times, and in diverse manners, in different or various manners, says that God spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, verse 2 say, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, not some things, but heir of all things, by whom, pay attention to this, by whom also he made the what? With a what? S. Okay? Worlds with an S. Heavens with an S. Earth without an S. World means something is inhabiting it or either something is going to inhabit it. So there are a lot of worlds out there. Because it's declared in here by whom also he made the world. John 14, 2 says, in my father's house there are many mansions, which means there are many worlds. And he says, I'm going to go and I'm going to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you will be also. He created the earth and placed us in it. Correct? Amen. But the mansion or the world that he prepared for us, he said where he is, we'll be there also. So the next place we're not going to be in it, but the next mansion, the next world will be over. Do you understand? Where I am, you'll be also. Jesus is above. You got it? If, you, if, if, if this message kind of hurts your head a little bit, just say, out and keep on until the pain go away and understand that there's more to God than the Baptist church. Do you understand that? Too long we have been killed and starved to death. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. And he said my people perish because of a lack of what? Knowledge. Knowledge of who? Of who he is in you. The identity crisis is not with God. The identity crisis is with us who don't know who God is in us. That's right. So we keep falling down because we don't understand that we are God's children. We have an inheritance called all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. You got it all. There is no more to give you. It is finished. Now what you got to do is discover in you what's finished. The Bible says that in my father's house, in my father's house is all of it. There are many mansions. There are many worlds. He says that 
Jesus Christ, the Son, says he has appointed him as an heir to all things, of all things, by whom also he made the world with an heir. Hebrews, that's not good enough for us. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse 3. Let's take it a little further. Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 3. <clears throat> How you got to catch this? Through what? Faith. Faith. Can't get it no other way. You cannot reach that level where God is trying to take you without faith. Do you agree with that? Amen. It's by faith we understand, the Bible says, that the world, the what? The worlds were framed by the what? Word of God says it was framed so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We got to stop looking at things through the eyes of man and start seeing things through the eyes of God. And when we start seeing things through the eyes of God, then we'll come to the understanding and the knowledge that we are children of God, children of light, with a power source that's inside of us that if we learn how to speak the word of God and live the word of God and enter into the kingdom of God that we're able, just like God in Romans 4, 17, to call those things out that are as though they were. By faith. By faith. So the Bible tells us here that through faith we understand that the world, holy one, I'm looking at it. What's your book say? Yeah. Well, it is. Well, if the book says it, that's good enough, isn't it? Amen. I don't need no scientists. Amen. I don't need no theologists. Tell me nothing. I already see it right here. I don't need no preacher to tell me. I see it. Preacher cannot explain away the word of God. The word of God is the word of God. If the preacher ain't preaching what the word say, then you don't need to be listening to it. And too many of them out there preaching God. And I'm just telling it like it is. You're not going to take my money and not give me my money worth. You're not going to do that. You're going to give me my money worth. Hey, Jerry. Bible says that through faith we understand that the world, the world was framed. He keeps talking about the world within that, but he still goes back and say, earth without the end. Let's go to Genesis 1, verse 2. Get some more clarification. Genesis 1. <clears throat> Verse 2. Are we there? The Bible says, and the earth without an S, right? So the earth is one world, right? The earth was without 
form. But first of all, in verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created. That word created there means that he made a lot. The heaven and the earth. But then he, 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 he comes in verse 2 and he says something that's caught my attention in the spirit realm. He said, and the earth was without form and void. But he didn't say that about the heaven. Why? Because the heavenly realm is the spirit realm. And the spirit is already complete. The spirit is not void. The spirit is not without. You understand what I'm saying? That the spirit is complete within itself. In the beginning. But then it goes on to say, and the earth was without form and void. <coughs> Meaning that it was a wasteland and it wasn't alive and darkness, which is ignorance, was upon an adversity. That word darkness means ignorance and adversity, non-productivity, was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So deep, so deep, so deep. Don't even know if I can truly give it out like it should be given out. I can in my meditative state. But words here getting in the way of such a message as this. But it's sort of like this. There are areas called heavens with an X. Okay? We've already established that fact. Heavens. That means that there's more than one heaven. Every one of these worlds has a heaven presiding over it. Do you understand? No matter where you are in the universe, there is something above and around you of the spiritual realm, the heavenly realm, okay? The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, where it talks about through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Framed doesn't mean that they have been created yet because framed just means that they had been the structure had been put together on you see. They were still born. They like the earth was. They were they're still without form. There are many of them out there now. That are they're, they're there. They're framed, but they're not inhabited yet. And it doesn't come alive until it's inhabited. So the Lord spoke the word because Darkness was upon the deep. But the Spirit of God was moving across the face of the waters, looking at the darkness, knowing that the waters were under there. God's Spirit knows what's under there. Darkness has kept us as a people from knowing what's in us. But the Spirit of God knows 
Check her. But the Spirit of God knows. The Spirit of God knows that God knows what He's got inside of you. Even though darkness, which came through sin, has caused you not to know who and what you are. So the ignorance of who you are has caused you to be just a friend. See, you haven't come alive yet because you are not alive until you really know the kingdom of God is in you. So each one of us is a world that's been framed. But the world that's been framed cannot be alive until it comes, becomes created. And the only way to get to become created is through salvation. And your growth in salvation. That's where the six days of creation comes in. Because you can look at how God did with the earth and you can see what God is doing with you. It's the same process. It's a process involved. And at the end of the process, he said, let us make man in our image. See, you're not a man unless you know God. The Bible requires that. You're just an animal. The Bible says they are natural brute beasts. That's the word of God. And what do natural brute beasts do? They kill, they steal, they rob, they hurt. Men don't do that. Animals do that. Barbarians. So we got monsters and beasts walking around here who we think are men. But if you don't know God, you're not a man because God made man in his image and in his likeness. That's the word. Not your little finite thinking. That's the word. And men of God don't kill and hurt one another, right? Not men of God. See, what we have here is that the earth was without form, and it was void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The Spirit of the Lord was moving across it. And he saw what was down under it. And the first thing God did to begin life in the earth was to bring the essence of himself on the scene. He said, let there be what? Light. And who is God? God is what? Light. light. Before he is love, he is light. So when God stepped on the scene and he said, let there be light, he was saying, let there be me. And when he said, let there be me, the earth began to come. It began to come alive. And it started revolving around one mile per hour, two miles per hour, 10, 20, 30, and then it got up to a little in excess of over a thousand miles an hour because it's 24 hours in a day. 
and the earth, its circumference is 25,000 miles. So it's a little over 1,000 miles per hour that the earth is rotating. God got it up to the speed that he wanted it to be. And then he brought in the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth day. And he said, I'm going to make man now. And I'm going to make him in my image and in my likeness. And that's what he's been doing with us. See, when he came into our life through salvation, because unless a man is born again, he cannot see. He said, let there be light. He cannot see. Unless he's born again, the kingdom of God is inside of him, can it? The word of God declares that. It's not because of Jesus when I'm sorry. I know about you, but I'm not interested in church. I'm interested in the kingdom. I am the church. I want this thing. You see, first, God has to save you. You've got to be taught first. And after you talk, then you begin to walk in what you've been taught. And after you begin to walk in what you've been taught, you begin to produce. We're at a stage of producing now, right? We're calling those things out that are as though they were, are we not? Amen. You see what you are on this thing now, though. First you were taught how to walk. Now you were taught how to produce, right? Got it? I told you God was setting you up. I told you that the other night, didn't he? You've been sitting under these people not knowing what my God had a secret weapon on you. You didn't even know what was going on. You begin to get a glimpse of it now. That's why I say, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. You speak it, it's telling you. Whether good or bad. Power, life and death is in the power of the tongue. If you ain't got something good to say, if you ain't speaking life, shut your mouth. Because you're going to bring damnation on your old crazy self. You ain't going to hurt us. You, he ain't been able to hurt us. He ain't going to hurt us now. We're protected by God. See, you got to know that you're a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will fall. And every tongue that rises itself up against you, you yourself, the Bible says, must condemn. Like he does in the power of the tongue. You've got the power to condemn every time that come up against you. I did not come in the name of Jesus. When you're walking in the kingdom, it'll work. It won't work when you're not walking in, if you just walking in church, it ain't going to work. That's all. No, you got to be walking in the kingdom, people. And in order to walk in the kingdom, you got to be taught kingdom. Not church, kingdom. Let me prove it to you then, if you don't believe me. For some of us that don't know that, let's go to the book. Let's go to the book of Acts. Let's go to the book of Acts. See it for yourself. The book of Acts, chapter 1. Verse 3. Look at what it says. Are we there? We don't want everybody to see this. It says, To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion. That word passion means death by many infallible, unmistakable proofs. That's what that means. Being seen <coughs> of them 40 days. 
And speaking of the things pertaining to the what? To the king. Did he say anything about speaking of the things pertaining to the church? It said speaking to the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, right? Now, go to Luke 17, 21, and you'll see that the kingdom of God is inside of you, right? So if the kingdom of God is inside of you, and that's what Jesus was teaching when he was resurrected, then what Jesus was teaching you was what's in you. Things pertaining to the kingdom of God that's inside of you, right? I mean, that's elementary. He said he was teaching the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's element. That's first grade. And if the kingdom of God is inside of you, if you put two and two together, you're bound to come up with four all over the world, right? It doesn't take no rocket scientist to understand that. That what the man was trying to teach the people was what was inside of them. What was hidden them. Because darkness was upon the face of the deep, right? Now we know that the water, the deep, are the blessings inside of you, right? But we know that sin has made us ignorant of what's inside of us. That's why we ain't no problem in life to where we are. Because of sin. That's just straight up. And until we recognize the fact that that's the truth and the whole truth and nothing but the truth, then you're going to stay there. Stay in sin and be harmed by it. You will not prosper in sin. You can talk crazy to your mama, you can talk crazy to your daddy, you can talk crazy to your husband, you can talk crazy to your wife. It does not make no difference, but you can't talk crazy to God. Because God is not going to bow down to you. And I'll tell you something else. God don't care whether you're in pain or not. If you inflict it on your own sin, that's on you. You think that God gonna come off of his throne just because you got, oh, oh, God, let me see you say, look here. All you gotta do is line up. You line up, then ain't what he told Cain, Cain, look here. If you do what's good, then won't you be rewarded for it too? But no, Cain didn't want that. Cain couldn't stand it, so Cain got murder in his heart. Now, because he's mad. He's angry. He thanked God, yeah. So now he acted out as closest thing to God. The one that's doing what God wants done. Amen? So now, that's why you got all this foolishness in the church and this corruption and stuff. Because people in the church, some of them don't want to do right. So with the ones that want to do right, what they do is they come in and they try to kill off those that want to do right. That's that Cain spirit. That murdering spirit. That spirit of divisiveness. When the word of God says, let there be no schism in the body. It's the spirit of change. Anything that draws, that, that, that's not done in order is the spirit of change. You can't do it your way. Kenny wanted to bring what he wanted to bring to God. God said, no, son, you got it all wrong. You got to do this thing my way. You got to lay the wood in what? Ain't that what the word says? Well, there is no order, there is chaos. That's right. What? Anything goes. God has always been a God of order. Always. So what God did was, God created all these worlds. Always. And he inhabited some of them. 
Some of them are still there just flying. And every world has a heaven on it because he created the heaven. And every time one world elapses itself, God takes the good out of it, cast the rest away, burns it up, destroys it. Takes out of it that which follows him. And now he goes over here. And he finds one of these other worlds that's just been framed and not inhabited yet. And he does the process all over again. See, because the word is already established that he's supposed to do that. He don't come off his throne to do it again. It's already set in motion. Already. It already knows what to do. See, God don't have to come off the throne every time that word is spoken to make it come true. It's already set in motion. You got to understand what you're dealing with here. So God takes what used to be a man, but now is an angel. We're going to show it to you in the book here. Y'all already know this, so we already know. Because you've been taught. You know what it is. And now he has my father's house. I'm in the now he's got this world over here that he has created. This other one. Because he done got rid of that one that we were once in. Like this one will be gotten rid of once he gets what he wants up out of it. He'll take the jewel up out of it, put the rest of it in a trash container, and burn it up. Well, that's what you do with trash, ain't it? Huh? Now, it's up to you whether you get, oh, he ought not call me trash. No, you call yourself trash according to the way you live. That's your decision on what you want to be. You can either be a treasure or a trash. That's up to you, right? Huh? It's just like anything else. You can either be in jail or you can be in home. That's your choice, right? You can either be poor or you can be rich. That's your choice, right? Now, the thing is that you do. Because everybody in here done had money before, and everybody in here done had blessings before, and it's what you did with that's where you, that's got you where you are right now. It's what you did with. You ain't got nobody to blame but yourself. That's just the truth. No, that's not incompassionate. That's true. And the truth is the only thing in the obedience of the truth is what's going to set you free. It's going to make you free what the book says. So God takes, and he takes out of this, the good. And now he say, come on up. Because now I'm going to make you ruler over many things because you've been faithful over a few things. See, you were faithful over here in the earth. See, we're being faithful now. I hope. Hope. So that we can all be pulled up together and be called up to a higher place. So now he's over here creating this new world, but you're not going to be in it. Now you're going to be over it. Just like the angels are over you now. They had to, come, they had to go through a process, remember? Well, now you're over it. You're not in it, you're over it. 
See, God don't want you to stay in it. He wants to put you over. See, you, you, you are heirs to the throne of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? That you, the Bible just look at here. Look at this book. Some of y'all looking at me like, what is this man talking about? Well, that just shows you that you don't, where you been? And who you been sitting under? Because every minute, it ain't clicking. Look at the book, 1 Corinthians. Look, 1 Corinthians, chapter 6. Look at 1 through 3. 1 Corinthians, chapter 6. Y'all with that? Look what it says. There any of you would say, having a matter against another, go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints. He said, I dare you to do that. He said, do you not know that the saints shall judge the what? You sin. And if the world shall be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? You see it there, don't you? But look, it don't stop there. Look at verse 3. It asks the question, Know ye not, in other words, do you not know that we shall judge who? Angels. How much more things that pertain to this life? You see the authority that you have? To judge not only the world, but angels too. Uh-huh. And see, this is what Jesus was teaching. He wasn't teaching them church, he was teaching them kingdom. Because when you teach people kingdom, you teach them how to be prepared to sit on the throne. See, you got to realize that God has a throne waiting for you. For you, yes. For you to preside over worlds. So God says that these worlds that are framed, I'm going to create. I'm going to make them alive. God says that these people who are being born into this world, some of them I'm going to create. But some of them will just simply be framed. They'll never be created brought life in me because of their choice. It'll be their choice. But the ones that will go through the process, he said, I'm going to take them through the process of the six days. You need to go back and read the first one that's on the internet called The Blueprint of God. Amen. You need to revisit that. It's the first one. The blueprint of God. So you go through this process. And now you're ready to come on up to a high place. Now let's go over here. Let's go over here to the book of Revelation. Revelation 21, verse 17. In the book of Revelation, there are these last seven angels. And what they're doing is 
They carry violence to rank. Where these angels come from? Well, we'll see. God will give us a little clue where they came from. Revelation 21, 17. Say amen when you get there. Amen. Look what it says. And he measured the waters. There was. Did you know what that word wall there means? It means produce, produce from a seed. Remember I told you that land is a seed? Mm -hmm. Remember? And a seed you plant brings forth a produce, a harvest, a fruit, right? Right. So at the end of it all, God said that, and he measured the wall. See, a lot of church preachers preach this new Jerusalem. They don't understand that the new Jerusalem is actually a living entity of saints. In other words, instead of this wall being made out of physical stuff, this wall is going to be made out of our souls in the new Jerusalem. Much for you to understand. That ain't above your head, is it? In other words, New Jerusalem is going to be alive. They talk about the streets of gold. No. No. That means that the spirit is going to be pure. That's what that means. Don't need, ain't no material stuff in heaven. <laughs> we don't walk around the streets of gold. No, no, no. That's nonsense. The city itself is 1,500 miles square. Count the numbers. Count 1,500. Count it. You've been taught how to count. Somebody give it to me. The numbers matter. Amen? The city is made. The word city means the encounter that you have with God. The New Jerusalem is simply man's encounter with God. Full encounter. Full encounter. The full gospel. Not part of it. Not the social gospel, but the full gospel. The good, the bad, and the other gospel. The part that you like and the part that you don't like gospel. That's the one. They call it the full gospel. I'm going to give it to you whether you like it or not. That kind of gospel. <laughs> That's the kind. That's the kind Jesus said bring to you. Not the one that's going to make you feel good and make you, you know. See, see, that is the one that's going to challenge you. The one that's going to challenge you is the one that's going to make you pray going to shoot me. And sometimes I preach it like that. I'm glad y'all bring those guns up in here because it get rough up in there sometimes, but I got to do what God tells me to do, right? Amen. I mean, you know, that's just the way it is. Bible says here, he measured the wall, the produce from a seed. In other words, God is going to measure your produce, your harvest, your fruit. It's going to be measured. Because that's your protective agent. And he said, and a 144 
Cuban. That's what the produce from the seed is going to produce. 140 and 4 cubits, which comes out to be what? Count it. Nine. The Christ of man. That's what he's looking for. The Christ of man. See, the secret is in the number. The revelation is in the number. Then it goes on and it says that it's according to the measure of what? But then look what he does. Somebody read it. The rest of it. That is of an angel. It switched it. I thought he was measuring an angel. But he said, no, that of an angel. Remember the word of God? Remember what the word of God says in Matthew 22, 30? Let's go here. Matthew 22, verse 30. Matthew 22, verse 30. Are we there? Amen. The Bible says, for in the resurrection, they neither matter nor are given in marriage, but are as the what? Angel. Not like the angel, but as the angel of God. Well, that means they spirit. That's why he said, according to the measure of a man, but no. That of an angel. He ain't a man no more. He's an angel. The Bible just declared. I ain't through with you. I ain't through with you. We're going to go a little further with you. First of all, let's go to John 3.13. Jesus talked to Nicodemus, I believe. And, 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 and Jesus said, No man has descended or ascended into heaven except the Son of Man who has descended from heaven and the one who is in heaven. So while Jesus was in heaven, he was still on the earth too. Because he's God, he can do what he wants to do. If you read that there, you see what that word says. He said that while I was descended here, I was also still in heaven. Y'all see it there? Amen. Amen? No man has a sin. No man. In other words, Elijah and Enoch they began their ascension as a man, but they were translated to the angels in order to get in. Because you've got to be fit, okay? Now, at the end of time, God will reverse that and put them back. That's the two witnesses. Because the Bible says every, everybody got to die once. The book, the, the book of, uh, of Hebrew, I think, is 927, I think. Either 922 or 927. Hebrews. The book of Hebrews. 927 it says and it is appointed unto me and wants to die but afterwards this is the judgment okay so they got to come back as revelation declared as the two witnesses and then they'll die and then they'll be resurrected right in the front that's the ones remember when they were given the gifts they were glad that hey we're glad these fellas gone because they tormented us with that word man you know we're glad these jokers did they were giving gifts to each other until that thing, they started resurrecting them in the street. God resurrected right before their eyes. And then they went crazy. They didn't know what to do. I figured the devil figured that about Jesus too when Jesus got up. We thought we had him, yeah. But he was too powerful for us. Because he had already told us, no man take my life. I lay my life down and take it up again. In other words, I do what I want to do. I'm God. I ain't got to ask you. Is it all right? 
You got me all wrong. That's what God is trying to tell us. You know what I'm saying? We call ourselves being angry with God, and all of us are being angry with God at some time or another, but you think that moves God? You think God's gonna, 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 gonna cater like you going you know how young throw a temper tantrum and people just just go crazy, just instead of whooping their butt. They just let them just do what got got two and three year olds just ruining the house. You got to be crazy. Now you now you think about it. You look at it from God's perspective. And we his children, you look at it. And you down there just throwing a temper chair, just rolling all over the floor. I ain't gonna do that no more. And you think that's gonna move God, and God just ain't even paying you on attention because God already done went into his grave. His word already gonna handle you. So how silly does that sit? I mean, think about it. You letting a little monster rule you is the same as God letting us as little monsters rule him because we don't like what's going on. Well, what do you do to yours when they act a fool? And they are corrected by it. Well, I, I've seen how you do it. You tell them to get over the next and they get there and they get there quick, too. Amen. But now, mama can holler all day long. They don't even pay her no money. Do you? And burn all you got to do is do a little bit. That's why it's so important. If you don't have babies, make sure the man is in there with you. Because they need to be there. Because that man is very important in the household in order to bring up the family. Now that's the truth. Otherwise, keep your legs closed. Now, how you like me now? How you like me? Am I am I right about it? Because we got another little baby running around here without daddies. No future. I know what I'm talking about because I just got a letter from the uh, 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 pals over here at Perry. They got all the little young children over there in jail for these long periods of time. Y'all hear me? Good. And they are so distraught because they don't have no future until they don't even want to make parole. They want to stay there on that mud-ridden ground of Perry Institute where they feed them two meals a day, no activity whatsoever for them to better themselves with, no way out, no education, poverty breeds poverty. Amen. You can't even take care of yourself. And you're going to bring that in. That's wrong to do that. That's wrong. And God is not happy with it. He's not happy with that. The father needs to be in the household. You need to be married.
father needs, that child needs, that thought. Now what's done is done. But don't let him do it no more. Do it right this time. Now I'm preaching right. It's hard, but it's fast. Because I'd rather stop you now and make you look at it then uh, before it's too late. You need to be stopped now. Because yeah. I'll tell you what others won't tell you. And I got the authority of God to back it up. So you won't be getting mad at me, you'll be getting mad at God. Because I'm giving you sound advice. I'm giving you sound advice. All of you. Not just some, all. See, the Bible goes on and it says here that it's the measure of an angel that man is being made. But look what it says here. Because I'm trying to teach you who you are. You're better than that. I'm trying to show you who you are and what you got inside you. See, the devil don't want you to know who you are. The devil don't want you to succeed. So what the devil is doing is he'll keep putting you in a position of to keep you from the place that God wants you to be. And the only way you have to know the strategy of war in order to do a counter-terrorist act on it. And if nobody don't never teach you, then how you gonna know? Because ain't nobody out there gonna teach you. Come on now. You think them little devils, them little agents of Satan, who get in your ear and tell you that you're all right with them and all of that, like we down like four crack times, you stinking devil. <laughs> stinking devil. I'm calling you to do things that you ain't got no business doing. <laughs> it's the truth, man. And then leave you stranded. Will they not? Will they not? They'll be you stranded. You know they will. After they get what they want, they go. After they get what they want, they go. That's how they do it. And this angel says, yes. In chapter 22, as I'm close. In chapter 22 of Revelation, Look what happens here in verse 8 and 9. We'll give you a mystery here. Are you there? Yeah. Watch what the angel. Because I'm going to prove to you that the angel will be presiding, will be turned, or the man will be turned into an angel. He says, And I saw, and I, John, you see verse 8 there? Saw these things and, sh and heard them. And when I heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the who? Which showed me these things. It was an angel that showed him these things, right? John fell down to worship him, didn't he? Watch what the angel said. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, See thou do it what? In other words, don't do that. For I am thy what? And of thy who? The who? He was one of the prophets. But I thought it was an angel. 
you're going to love him. And up there, we keep the same as this book. He's telling John, look, John, I'm one of you. I'm one of you. I'm one of you. What the point that he's trying, that's right, but the point that he's trying to tell John is that John, I'm one of you, thy fellow servant, the prophets. I've just gone ahead of you. Let me show you when he went ahead, according to his life. Matthew. Matthew 27, 52. Matthew 27, verse 52. Are we there? Amen. And the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept, they done what? They were resurrected, weren't they? And came out of the graves after his resurrection. Not before, because he was the one that had to leave the resurrection, right? So what happened was that when the graves were open after his resurrection, <coughs> these saints, they went into the holy city and appeared unto men. That's the word of God. The Bible says he led captivity captive mm -hmm. in the book of Psalm 68, verse 18. The Bible says that he led captivity captive. And in that verse, it says that and he received gifts from men. Before you can give them up, you got to receive them. When did he receive them? When he died on the cross and went down. And snapped the keys and held the That's when he received. But somewhere between him going down the preacher to the dead and ascending upon high, Ephesians tells us that he gave those gifts to me. Watch the gift. Watch the word. Psalm says he received them, right? Psalm 68. Here for your sister. Psalm 68. Are we there? Psalm 68, verse 18. Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive. That's the one that was captive in the grave. Remember they were resurrected? Thou hast received gifts for who? He received them, right? Yet for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. In other words, he said, not only I've received it even for the rebellious. I've received it. In other words, for those that's rebelling against God, God still got these gifts for them. The only reason they ain't getting them is because they ain't lining up with God. It ain't that God ain't got the blessing for you. You can't get your inheritance until you're ready for it, right? You got to be available. You can't, you, 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 you know, you don't give a child a loaded gun. You got to be trained in and what to do with it. Now, let's go to Ephesians because we see that he would receive gifts for men, including the rebellious. God got it for you. He got it for us all. Now look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 and verse 9. Are we there? Yes. Look at this. Wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led cap 
captivity captive, and he did what? Gave gifts. In the New Testament, see, after he received them in the Old Testament, he gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it? But also, he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heaven, that he might feel all things. So he received the gift, then he gave the gift. Revelation, he says, in Revelation 22, verse 9, he says to John, John, do not bow down to me, because I'm one of thy fellow servants of the prophets. But John, he said he was an angel, because he was an angel now. Because remember when they were resurrected from the grave? Remember when Jesus was resurrected? He took some with him. He took them with him to set up his celestial council above. You got it? He took some with him to get that thing in order. And now the very same ones are presiding right now somewhat over the world that's about to be created. Not framed because it already is, but created. But in the midst of it, there is a transfer of power. And there is a transfer of living water from this earth, and we living in it, to the next earth where we're presiding over. He said in his word, look here, let me show it to you in the Bible. Verse 21, and I'm closing on this. Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. You see it? He said that I saw a new heaven and a new earth. All right? For the first heaven and the first earth were past what? Gone. And there was no more sea. This old earth going to pass. This old way of thinking is going to pass. Are we going to go into the new with the new? Or we're going to continue to try to put this new wine in old wine skins and continue to be birthed. Now, HOD, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your spiritual ability. You're an awesome people. I'm proud of you. All of you. Because when you step up in here, you will leave with something that will make you think. If you just give it a chance, it'll not only make you think, but it'll start working in your life. But the first thing we got to do is get you in line with the kingdom. And that's not always hard because it's going against what your carnal mind wants. See, your carnal mind wants to destroy you. Your carnal mind wants to keep you in poverty. You don't realize it, but it does. It does. Because every time you get a dollar, you think you got to go and get a Nike. Or a new cell phone. You can't even figure out the one you got. And the man just keeps putting something before you on advertising or billboard, and you think you got a guy. You, 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 he knows. You, you still got that plantation mentality. Every time somebody tells you that you think no more than you, tell you to do something, or you need to buy it, or this is the style, won't you create your own style? 
Why you gotta let somebody else tell you what right to wear? Hmm? What kind of home you need to pay? What kind of car you need to drive? What kind of clothes you need to wear? You know what I mean? The same bone weevil that's in the Levi's jeans in cotton is the same one that's in the Pierre Cardin and all of them. Same bone weevil. Bone weevil don't care nothing about that name that's on that. It ain't nothing but a piece of cotton. That's all it is. So the bone weevil is in the field where the cotton is, and he's going to, and this bowl of cotton here is going to be made from Levi's. And this bowl of cotton here is going to be made for one of them two or three hundred dollar jeans or whatever it is y'all be paying for them. But you think the bow weaver cares, bow weaver going to get in both of them bow weaver's cotton. You don't care nothing about that. You, you do, but the bow weaver don't. No, I'm just telling you how stupid we are. It's like the bow weaver going to stay away from the, 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 the high price with like that near guy, that near high five. We, we can't go anywhere. <laughs> you know, lost your mind. No, I'm just telling you, I'm trying to show you how stupid we are. That's all. We just need to laugh at ourselves about it. You know what I mean? We go, we buy 200 pounds of, of, of sneakers. The most I ever pay for a pair of sneakers is $35. I went to the corn trade. They might start out at $100, but by the time they get to me, they're $35. And I ain't going above that. And they last just as long. Just as long. I go buy a suit, I wait. I go in there and I see them. This will just come off the rack. Oh, yeah? I'll be back in about six minutes. About <laughs> <laughs> six months to get ideas for my part. See, that's how they do that thing. They, 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 they shoot you with that foolishness. You see? And you already broke. As soon as you get a dollar, it go to burn. And you can't, you just do something to it. Just not no more good, you know. 
You know how it is. Y'all stay. Deacon, y'all come on around here. Take up the blessing. Let's, let's give up. Amen.